grab your favorite cigar, sit back, it's time for Cigar Talk. This week we head on over to Weatherford, Texas to visit the headquarters of McAuliffe Cigars. We'll have interviews with Dave Lampert and David Jolly. They'll tell us about their cigars. They give us a live video tour, which you can find on our Instagram page, Cigar Talk Podcast. Then they gave us some great swag, and you know I'm going to pass them along to you guys. Then we'll hear from some callers. I'll announce the Cigar of the Week and then announce the winner of this week's giveaway. So sit back and relax, because now it's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. Today we have a couple of special guests with us. I couldn't be any happier to have two guys from McAuliffe Cigars. We have uh, David Lampert and we have David Jolly joining us. I appreciate you joining us, guys. How are you today? Uh, we're doing excellent, thank you. Doing Appreciate great, you man. Us. Thanks for having us. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Uh, I've been looking forward to this trip all week. I'm sure all the fans have been seeing me blast David Jolly's picture all over the place. Uh, but anyway, let's get to it. Uh, we're here at the uh, headquarters in uh, Weatherford, Texas. How long has the headquarters been here in Weatherford? This is, uh, we're going on our third year in this location. Um, and then our factory is... Uh, been about a year now. Uh, we're up and running in Nicaragua, uh, right next door to AJ Fernandez. So okay. that's our, our new factory. We are uh, rolling and in, in production there. So uh, about this location, almost uh, two and a half years. Right. Awesome. And uh, we were talking earlier. Tell me about your history in the cigar industry. And this is uh, David Lampert. So we sure. don't know who we are um, talking to. Yeah, you know, I've been in the business 27 years now. Um, it's been a wonderful industry to me. I love the passion, the people, and the romance of it. And had a, the fortune to start out in, in um, distribution and uh, work my way up into get into manufacturing and, and being a part of the whole process. So it's been, a, it's been a great journey, and I look forward to continuing it and, and having some more great experiences with the people and the product. It's, it's, been, it's been great. So you've been in the business for over half your life. So what got you into the business? You know, I uh, obviously had a passion for cigars, but I think the people, the, the fact that this is still an old school industry, mom and pa businesses, the old brick and mortar. You know, I grew up in a family brick and mortar business, and I love the personal level. Uh, and, and I had an entrepreneurial spirit, and I always thought that, you know, cigars were just a, a great social item where it brings people together. And, you know, the one, one wonderful thing about cigars is the, they're a decompression. So when you're with people, they're always in a good place. It seems to be a good way. Um, and that, that was uh, a big draw for me in the industry. And it became a big social part as we got older, you know, and we really enjoyed it together. So it just it grew from there. And I always said if you do what you love, you'll, you'll have success. And at least, you know, monetarily is, is part of it, but the happiness and and there's some great parts to this industry, and um, you know the beauty of it is the art form, and that's really what I, 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 I drive off of. And well, I, I couldn't agree with you more because the whole reason that I do what I'm doing is not for the money; it's because I love the culture, because I love the people, and everybody knows I love a good cigar. But I don't sit at home and smoke cigars by myself. Well, I do on occasion, but for the big. The big part for me is it's the people, meeting the people. I mean, I told someone just yesterday, I feel like I'm in the best brotherhood available to the planet because you couldn't find a better group of people. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's a small fraternity. So, you know, when I'm out and about on the streets and I smell a cigar or I run into somebody that's smoking a cigar, there's an instant connection. And it's so strange that within 10 minutes we're sharing phone numbers, you know, when to get together. Um, and that's what really makes it special. It is a fraternity. And it is people. We all kind of have the same gadgety mentality. Uh, we like our little toys, our cutters, our lighters. And uh, we share a lot of the same same passion. And I think, again, it's that overall social um, breaking bread type of mentality with a cigar versus food or, or drink. And it does the same thing, and it brings a lot of great camaraderie. Yes, I love it. Uh, so, Mr. Jolly, uh, tell us about the cigars we're smoking. You've uh, been gracious enough to uh, supply us all with a cigar here. Tell us about it. Well, today we're smoking the um, Grande Bold uh, Nicaraguan 5x54. And so, um, <clears throat> these just came out at the show last year. These have been my go-to since since the show. Um, they've been doing very well. This one actually got a 93 in Stogie Press very last nice. year. So, I mean, really, really big accolades on the Grande Bold. Um, I chose this one because this is one of my favorites. And so, yeah. So far, I'm liking it. So, it's along the profile that I prefer myself. Good. Good. It's burning very nice. So, this, this cigar came out last year? It did. Okay. Came out at the uh, IPCPR last June. So, at McAuliffe Cigars, tell me about what different lines you guys carry. Well, we have what we call our legacy line. Um, and then, after the legacy line, um, this, like I said, at the show, we came out with the Grande Bowl. So, the legacy line has a more mild to medium profile, um, kind of that old school Cuban-esque type, uh, because the Gomez Sanchez family have been around since 1934. Um, so they've been rolling cigars, and they've had that, that Cuban kind of style. Um, so, like, our Reserva uh, is a triple cap. Um, that one was Boutique Cigar of the Year last year. Wow. Uh, yeah, That's so impressive. It's really, really been been really good for us as far as ratings. Um, and then, of course, our uh, La Crema, Experiencia La Crema, that's one of our biggest, uh, as far as from the fans' perspective, they love that cigar. So Well, I can tell you, I just had a retro hell on this, and it's fantastic. Good. Love it. So earlier we were talking to David Lampert, and he was telling us about they have an ambassador program. Correct. And uh, we weren't even planning on having that part on the show, but I was so excited about it. I want to go ahead and let's talk about that a minute and just kind of give the listeners an idea of what you're offering on that. Oh, I'd love to. Sure. So what we've created is, you know, we wanted to create a VIP program, a loyalty program for the industry that wasn't just a card you put in your wallet to take up more space. We wanted to create something that was fun, that was numbered so that we could keep track of everybody, but it's something that is a keepsake piece. And what we did is we wanted to tie it into all of our promotions, whether it's an in-store event, a big smoke, a local charity event. We want to make sure that anybody that has our coins and supports us and is part of our family is recognized. And this way, we develop our own little uh, little fanfare, and everybody gets a chance to be a part of it. And there's a lot of great rewards. You know, our plans right now, we've been sending out travel humidors, cutters, lighters, a lot of the, the great swag items. And we're looking to expand as we develop this. Uh, we've started it off... It's been fairly new for us and we're already up to 500 members wow. and we're having a hard time keeping up because um, they're coming in very quick now and, and we're excited about it because uh, the cigar people are, have really embraced it and when they get their coin they're very excited 
and it does have a lot of meaning. This isn't just a coin that you're going to hold on to and never see anything else. Right now, I think we have one in three members have won something. So as we continue to grow this, the, the, the idea of expanding on the prizes, and again, I, I like to talk about the golden ticket with Willy Wonka because we want to make sure that the people that support us have the, have the ultimate experience. So there's going to be opportunities to have aficionado ads with our ambassadors, also sharing where they shop and what they like to, to smoke and drink with or smoke and eat with. Uh, and just a little a little summary of what they're all about and I think it's very important you know in today's world you know nothing's better than hearing a consumer give their point of view and it also gives a shop an opportunity to get a shout out because a lot of us are traveling and if you love the McAuliffe brand we want to make sure that when you're doing business out of state you can find yourself somewhere that makes you feel like home i love we it we want man. you to know that thank you and what i really like about the whole thing well two things i love about the whole thing first of all you guys got to see the coin because it is very classy it's very nice looking and in fact i'll go back and tell you guys that's how i met david lampert because i saw uh on his uh, linkedin page that they were showing a picture of these ambassador coins and it looked so nice that i was like oh i gotta find out about that so i reached out to him and here we are today but i love the program because it helps bring your clients or your cigar smokers into the family absolutely and that's the part we all love as cigar smokers because it really is about family it sure is and what we're doing now is we've we've created authorized dealer signs that have the coin on them and when that sign is is in a retail store you're already with family you know you're somewhere that carries the McAuliffe product you know that's somebody that supports it and shares our passion for it. So it's a really nice combination. And we've, we're setting up a concierge so that if you're in Chicago and you're going to Florida and you can reach the concierge and just say, hey, I'm going to be in Miami. Where can I find your cigars? We will not only get them there, we'll call the store, let them know they're coming. Oh, wow. And try to create a special feel for them because it is a small community and it's a very loyal community and we want to make sure that we say thank you because uh, there's there's so many great cigars in the industry it's it's as a consumer i couldn't imagine how difficult it can be at times and you know i use certain companies because of how they take care of me and, and appreciate me as a consumer and think about me and that's something special that i think you know has this industry is always great about doing promotions and in-store events and raffles and giveaways we've always been a strong part of the charity force but we've really never said thank you to our everyday people. And, you know, there's so many great cigars. If there's a reward for smoking ours, then I think, in my opinion, I'm going to smoke the one that gives me the reward. If they're both equally great, which there are so many wonderful cigars, at least it gives me a reason. Uh, just like the airlines I choose or the travel I choose. Well, you, well, how many companies do you use that basically never say thank you? And it's, you know, it, that, and unfortunately, that's a society that we live in. So the fact that you're giving back to your own clients, cigar smokers, I think that's a special thing, man. And I want to say thank you right now. Oh, well, thank you, Rob. And I have to tell you what's really exciting. And if anybody that has received their envelopes sees, these are all handwritten. You know, we want to make this personal. We don't want to put an Avery label on there and say, welcome to another company that really doesn't care about you. This is special. We take it, we take it to heart. You know, if somebody's upset about something, I want to know it. I want to fix it. You know, and this is what's great, too, is in the industry, 
people communicate honestly with you and you can share and hear. And if there's a void that we're missing, if somebody wants a Cameroon wrapper and we hear it, we're going to accommodate it. We know that the market's looking for it. And part of the Grande Bold extension was we had a, a lot of great mild to medium cigars, but in today's profile, which could change tomorrow, the trend right now is that Nicaraguan, fuller body, hint of sweetness, uh, it's just kind of what's driving the market right now. So the Grande Bold was our, our fill-in for the void of everybody saying, hey, we love your product, do you guys have anything a little bit fuller? So we listened, we created it, and we're very excited. And we made enough varieties of a fuller body cigar, medium up to full, to let people have an experience with it. And that's something that's nice now is that we've tried to cover everything from the mildest, you know, up to our, our fuller body now, which I would probably consider Liero. Some may argue uh, that it's the Maduro, but <laughs> um, putting it in that category that we can reach, the, the, especially now in today's audience, it's the larger uh, population. You know, we, we originally came out with Churchill's in the uh, and uh, Torpedoes. And if you look back in history, at my age, those were very popular cigar, cigar sizes when I was younger. Nobody would have thought of a 6x60. Obviously, Robustos and Toros have always held their ground. But in today's market, we've seen that there's been an adjustment to different sizes and different profiles. So we're following the trend. And it's not to say that Connecticut or milder cigars won't come back full strength as far as demand. But right now, we, we want to make sure we can accommodate what the market's looking for. So, how often do you smoke in Connecticut? You know, it's funny because uh, pretty much uh, on a morning basis, uh, I still love uh, my Connecticut's. I, I think anybody that appreciates cigars, um, you know, a beer drinker sometimes needs a lighter beer. There's not always a nece- you know necessary to have a have a big bold beer all the time, and I think that holds true with everything. As much as I love my big bold coffees, I like a little milder. Uh, so I would, you know, it's fair to say that I, I still enjoy a Connecticut, certainly in the morning. I love my coffee with my cigar. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say Connecticut's will uh, always be uh, at the top of the sales charts. But, you know, as you get more of the what I call cigar geeks that we are, they're always looking for something a little different. And I'll, It's funny uh, that you say that because I always say cigar nerds. <laughs> and I'm one of them. So, you know, it's funny. I was telling my wife not long ago, I have my son and some other friends that play D&D and some video games, and, you know, they're complete nerds. And I told my wife, I said, the funny thing is, I'm not really any different. I'm just smoking cigars, so I think that makes me one of the coolest nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. And, you know, it, it's uh, – you know, when I mountain bike, I, I stop and have a cigar. It sounds kind of crazy that I'm doing something, you know, physical out in the, in the forest. But there's nothing better than pulling over to a beautiful spot and firing up well, a cigar. Well, you know, it's, it's funny that I was listening to a uh, live show last night, and I'm sure you know uh, Dr. Gabby uh, out of uh, Florida. Sure. And he was saying he read a research paper that showed that because cigar tobacco is fermented the way it is, it takes out all the ammonia. So the nicotine is processed different in the body, and it actually opens up the blood vessels versus when you smoke cigarettes who add ammonia to their product that closes the blood mm-hmm. vessels. So stopping for a bike ride while you're and smoking a cigar is probably a good healthy thing. You know what? It's a good. It's good physically and therapy. It's it's a wonderful uh, time, and it's you know when you think about it, people are out fishing, enjoying nature. They're out hunting, enjoying nature. It's the same type of uh, experience, and it's a nice compliment. 
So let's get back to David Jolly. He's uh, the one that dresses impeccable and looks good. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about your history and how you got into the cigar industry. Well, it kind of started. I'm a like you like you said you were a tobacco nerd, cigar nerd. I was always into fashion. So even high school, college, I was always into men's haberdashery. And so I started noticing, like when I would go to Barnes and Noble. And I would see like the aficionado magazines and you know all the big cigar magazines that would always be it would always be next to GQ. So I would always look at those magazines and I just got enthralled with the with the culture and the lifestyle. And so all through college, I just started reading and reading and reading about it. Um, fast forward, I started working part time at various cigar lounges and shops. So just kind of you know getting my feel, smoking everything in the shop, smoking everything in every shop so I can see what it was all about. And um, it's funny because I had an, I had a passion for it before I even smoked a cigar, you know. I just loved, like, the, the, the craftsmanship, just everything from the putting the seeds in the ground to, you know, to the finished product. Yeah, it's a very romantic industry because exactly. it, they don't have tractors plowing the fields and then dropping the seed and then water. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's a very much hands-on industry, and I don't know any other industry that's still like that. Right. Yeah. So that's impressive. So jump forward, when did you actually start working in the cigar industry full-time? Full-time? Well, I worked. I, I taught school. For a while. Okay. What did um, you teach? I taught math and science. Okay. Yeah, ninth grade math and science. So, so. he's not only good looking, he's smart. <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't say all that, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I would get done teaching, I would always go, you know, to the cigar lounges and work and things like that. So it hit me at one moment when, you know, I got tired of the politics in the schools. You I know? hear that a lot. Yeah. So I was like, why don't I do something I love, you know? And I kind of stepped out on faith, and I opened my own cigar lounge. Oh, very nice. So I've been on, I was on the retail side for some years um, and kind of built a, you know, a very big client base. And my main focus, as Dave was saying, was customer service. Um, I was telling Dave the other day, um, 90% of my customers that became members became members on the first night. Really? Yeah, because they just, they were, my whole thing was, I'm going to know your name when you walk in the door. I'm going to ask you about your kid's soccer game. I'm going to ask you about your wife. You know, You're going to provide that cigar experience. Exactly, exactly. And it became a family because everybody that came in had some type of, I mean, I'll call cigars the greatest ambassador because, no pun intended, because everybody has a common denominator, right? Like, true story, I had a guy sitting in my cigar lounge. His wife had just lost her job. The guy sitting here said, Told to call me Monday. He hired her. Another guy said, my car just broke down. The other guy said, hey, I own a car lot. Come see me Monday. You know, so it's, it's that type of, you know. Immediately. Immediate family. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I love so, that. And I think that's what drew me in uh, as well. Because I used to go by the shop and pick up a cigar about maybe once a month with a buddy. And we'd go have drinks and smoke cigars. But I never took time to sit in the shop and smoke a cigar and once the light came on about the cigar i started going to the shop well then i was done you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I i i won't even say how often i go to the shop but i go pretty often yeah but tell us about once you came on with McAuliffe cigars 
you've been here for you said about a year almost a year now okay right and uh how long has McAuliffe cigars been around this is about two and a half years for us. So okay. So well, the factory was really a big part of instrumental to Al to get up to speed before we really dove into it. So I would say we're about two and a half years in into it now. Great. Well, for a young tobacco company, you have great cigars. And I just smoked one a couple of days ago that uh, I even reached out and called a buddy of mine in California and told him about it. It was so good. So props to you guys for making a quality product. Thank you. Well, thank you. And we're blessed to have, you know, Al McAuliffe as, 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 our, as our leader. And, and Al is a very successful businessman who understands the importance of taking care of the customer and customer service. And delivering a great product, you know, as a restaurant owner, he understands consistency. He understands the quality of the product that you're working with and and where to get the proper, you know, whether it's a tomato or tobacco leaf, it's very important to, to deliver the quality that is, is expected. And and Al is, is given us the opportunity to do that and um, allowing us to, to only use the best and to make sure that we do it the right way. There's no That's shortcuts. Great. Uh, you've been here about a year? Correct. Dave, and uh, so where did you live prior to moving to this area of Texas? I grew up in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, so I just recently moved to Texas uh, about a month ago. And uh, I, after almost 55 years in Chicago, it was home. But I really believed in, um, I really believed in Al. And well, I believe in what he's doing. I asked that question because you've been in Chicago for 55 years. You moved to Texas. So you guys know that he's moving down here because they make quality cigars. You wouldn't up and leave Chicago after 55 years to move to Texas for just a mediocre cigar company. Oh, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Rob, absolutely. And the thing you look at is most of the cigars positioned in the United States are out of Florida. So when you're when you're in this industry, um, Weatherford is, is is a unique location. Although there is some other cigar manufacturers that that do have distribution in areas in, in Texas, no question about it. I really believed in the brand, and obviously more so the man, and because he's it's it's the real deal. And I took my child out of the middle of school uh, throughout the high school year because that's how wow. much I believed in it. And uh, I, I, I love every part of it. And it's, you know, I've worked for some amazing people in the industry, whether it's Rocky, um, who's an amazing marketer and a brilliant businessman who does understand all those aspects. Alan Rubin, who, again, is another great marketing mind. Mike Gold at Arango, who's a, an amazing accountant mind. But here's somebody that, you know, is a very well-rounded businessman that, understands a lot of different facets so i'm learning i've had such a great education and now i'm getting it from another master at a different angle at a different level that's teaching me who comes more from a a manufacturing background versus a marketing background and so i'm getting to see more of the the production side and and what it takes and it's a really great experience and it's a different view but it's the same intelligence it's the same passion and what I found is, uh, I've just learned in my lifetime, that the keys that we look for are integrity and passion. And if you have those two things in the cigar business, you're going to succeed because it's really all that it takes is 
you know, being real and, and enjoying what you do. And that's where our whole team has been assembled by heart and, and honesty. And sales can be learned because if you're passionate about something, it bleeds. True. But you can't teach somebody to love something. And once they do, I just think that's where the that's where our success has been. And for me, it's not it, when I leave my wife on a Friday night to go to an event for six hours. I'm not missing anything, enjoying the event. Where some people go to work and say, "Oh no, I love the fact that when I'm working, it's 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 my hobby. It's 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 what I enjoy doing." So it's it's a nice opportunity, and I, I'm blessed to have it's it. It's a blessing to be in that space. Absolutely. Uh, I, I feel the same way, and I'm, I mean, I'm blessed just as well. Many people have heard me say that because uh, I have such a wonderful wife, she completely understands my love and passion for the cigar industry. So whenever I'm leaving on my weekend to go do these shows, she's great with it. She can't wait for me to get back so she can uh, listen to the show. And so... You're just blessed when you have a great wife that understands your passion. Oh, I, you know, I couldn't agree more with that. And I've been blessed. I have two wonderful boys, and my wife has been 30 years we've been together. She's, she, you know, it, it helps me to stay focused. You know, when times are tough, it keeps you on track. And when things are great, there's somebody to share it with. And, and I think it's very important. And in this industry, there is a lot of travel. There's a lot of events you know, you, you know, a lot of people don't realize everybody sees a cigar rep in a shop and says, oh, I'd love to have your job. You know, they don't realize that that rep drives 200 miles a day. They work a full-time day job making sales calls. They go do it a four- or five-hour event at night. You know, it's a 15-, 16-hour day. And they love it, though, and that's what keeps them in it. And I think you could definitely tell the passionate people because after a year they're still running. And yeah, you couldn't leave. do that if you didn't love it or have passion for it. You got to have the both. I'm going to guess Mr. Jolly over here is single. Yes. Can't be that good looking to be married, right? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, no, I, I I was married. Okay. So Children? I do. I do. And it's funny because um, my son, I have a son uh, back in Arkansas. He actually just graduated college last May. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Where thank you. you. Where do you. From where? He went to the University of Central Arkansas in Conway. Okay, awesome. What's yeah. he doing now? He is he studied kinesiology, so he's into physical therapy. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were going to say he's going to go coach for Arkansas. Oh, he, we for my Razorback fans out there, I was going to say we need it, but you know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm a Texas Tech fan, so okay, as long we as get dog days. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. So um, my son, he he has a passion for it as well. I oh, mean, every time I nice. go home. We um we light up a cigar even for his graduation every Father's Day. That's we look forward to. Father's Isn't that Day. a great time that you can spend with your son? Absolutely, enjoying a cigar and talking about what's been going on. Yep, yeah. nothing like it. Uh, I shared the story last week. Uh, someone asked me on one of my listeners called in the show and asked questions, and he asked what my most memorable cigars ever been. And uh, my answer is, uh, before my dad passed away. I got to sit on my dad's front porch and me and him share a cigar. Never forget that moment. Mm -hmm. And so the cigar ties into so many aspects of our life. Yeah. You know, Rob, I, people ask me over the years, Dave, what's your favorite cigar? And I would reply the same way that everybody I asked that question was. I was with my wife on vacation. I was with my parents. I was with my family at a reunion. That The cigar never comes up. Right. It's the it's the it's the it's the situation. Right. And, and that's what I love about it. And for me there's a lot of times where 
I'm starting to think about it, and I'm like, the cigar doesn't come to mind. It's what the situation was. Mm-hmm. And when you said it about your father, my dad and I were very close, and that's where I actually started smoking cigars because I found a little of his uh, stash put away, <laughs> and I figured I'd, I'd give it a shot. And so, how old were you then? Uh, there wasn't a legal age, but probably somewhere between 15 and 16. That's funny. Maybe 14. Or, yeah. But, yeah, that's it's the truth, and I love what you just said about it because that is absolutely – the answer that everybody get the question is always in the industry what's your favorite cigar and the answer is never the cigar so that 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 question was was well thought yeah, out yeah and if you ask me uh what my favorite cigar is i can never name my favorite cigar there's too many cigars to pick just one i have a lot of go to cigars but yeah it's definitely the the memories shared over a cigar that's more important for me well so, said. Well said. Uh, and it's funny that you said that about your first cigar because uh, my guest last week told the story of uh, his first cigar was his dad had left the house and he went into his dad's room and got a cigar out of a cigar box, went out in the backyard and lit a cigar up. And I said, he was 10. And I said, how did you cut that cigar? And he said, with a kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because I kind of did the same thing, and it was in a tube. So I think the tube was even more exciting because I'm like, you know, I, going through the process, and I, I did. I looked at it at both ends, and uh, but that was a very similar experience. It's well, great. you know, it's funny because when you're that age, anything your parents tell you not to mess with, those are like the holy grail. I got to check that out. Right. Especially if they're doing it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about some up-and-coming events that you guys are going to be a part of. Sure. Well, we have um, uh, TPE, obviously, is a distributor program. That's uh, a distributor, Creed Tech, out of California. They're having an, uh, It's not a public event, but that's one of our trade shows. Uh, we're limited to, to being in the tobacco business where we can have our trade shows and how often. But we uh, also have the big smoke coming up in Miami. Or this year it's Hollywood versus Miami. It'll be at the Hard Rock. That's, I believe, March 23rd. All of the great cigar bankers, or most of them, will be attending. And that's a great opportunity. And we have venues. If anybody you know, wants to look and see where we're at, check out our website at McAuliffe Cigars. And you'll see we have a lot of local venues. We have a venues, actually, Al's right now in Florida doing some events. And uh, we are always we're always keeping busy with events. So somewhere in the country, uh, if you pop up our website and take a look, you can find where to find us. And, and if you can't find us, reach out for us, and we'll help you. You know, we're we're all about making sure that you can make the connections. So, but we are part of the big smokes every year. We also engage in a lot of the smaller venues across the country that may be state driven. Uh, big of uh, the little smoke in, in Delafield, Wisconsin. There's other venues like that across the country that draw four or five hundred people, like your Smoker Friendly, the CI Festival. So we we try to participate in as many as we can to be part of the community and okay. let people know that we're there to support it. And I had mentioned earlier uh, a good friend of mine, Paul, who does the Fifty One Fifty Cigar Tour, and myself will be going to the Underground Cigar Festival next month in Fort Worth. Are you guys going to be present there? Absolutely, and I think David could share a little bit of that. He's putting it together for us. And uh, we're excited about it. So, David, I think you can give the details. Yeah, so NFG19 um, is going to be at the Underground on Erie Street in Fort Worth on March 9th. Really good friends of ours, uh, Don Wiggins and um, Chef uh, Todd Taylor. So, Trey and I will be there. It's going to be huge. It's huge every year. It gets bigger every year. I think when they go online for ticket sales at 10 o'clock in the morning, they sell out by 1130. And it is... It, it is a good time. I mean, and it's not your typical, you know, 
event. I mean, there are going to be several vendors there, and I mean, they give out really obscure prizes. Like I think our buddy over Brian McGee over at Crown Heads. I think if you buy a box, he's going to give you a ten ounce porterhouse, and they're going to cook it right there in front oh, of you. Oh wow! Yeah, so it, it's really nice, um, and it's outside, and the weather should be great. So it's a really good time. Well, I can't wait to go. And actually, I didn't even know that that festival was a thing. Uh-huh. And one of my listeners uh, emailed me and was like, hey, are you going to be at the NFG 19? And I was like, I don't know what that is. Right. So he tells me about it. And when I find out it's in Fort Worth, I was like, oh, absolutely, we're going. Oh, so that's nice. I'm excited to go. And McAuliffe is actually doing the five-pack of Grande Bold. So we'll have each of the Grande Bold and the Toro size okay. um, at our table. And then we'll give them, give them away free swag if you buy the five. Oh, awesome. Five-pack, yes. And, you know, Rob, for everybody that's listening that has a chance to show up, just mention to David that you heard it on here. And we'll make sure everybody gets a flask. Yeah, oh, also thank you for again being part of our little fraternity community. We want to share it. So if you're hearing this and you show up at the underground, just let David or Rob know that you heard it here, and we'll make sure we get a flask out to you. And obviously, if you're not an ambassador yet, we will get you signed up so that you can be part of the family. Well, I will uh, definitely promote that. And uh, you guys remember when you go by there, tell them that you heard it on Cigar Talk, and they'll give you a flask. That's super nice. We appreciate that, Dave. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And uh, Jimmy Smith, if you're listening out of uh, the Houston area, make sure you come up there, because I know he'll be there, so make sure you let him know, Jimmy. Uh, so is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? We really appreciate you coming out. We're excited. Uh, actually, next week we are releasing some new sizes. We our original line of La Crema, Migdalia, and Connecticut were very limited sizings, so we've expanded into some more of the more popular sizes. We're putting a Gordo or 6x60 in those lines. We've added a Toro and Robusto so that we're, we're, we're trying to meet all of the, uh, the, the profiles and the sizes that people are looking for, depending on time constraint and just size preferences. Sure. So we're really excited. if uh, We just uh, announced it, and it will be... The 14th, I think, technically is when those cigars start to ship. We'll give you a few to try uh, ahead of time. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever smoked a Connecticut 6x60. Well, I'll tell you, the new Connecticut, I don't know if the 60 is going to be ready yet for the show. We're hoping. it's not. I don't know if it's smoking right yet. But I do have one for you to try that is a new size for us. Okay. That, um, really love the profile. It's, gonna be, it's a little bit of a heavier Connecticut. Um, but it holds up very well, and it's it's not overwhelming. So that we're excited about that. You know, I think, again, we're reaching out to the community. Um, people wanted different sizes. We accommodated it, and we were trying to make sure that we listen. You know, it's very important to hear what your consumers want, and we want to make sure that we can, we can do it the right way for everybody. What I love that you guys are doing also, I mean, you're reaching out to – your clients, your customers, your cigar smokers, and giving them back stuff for being supportive of you guys. But, you know, not a lot of companies listen to what their customers want. They put out a lot of gimmicks, and you guys aren't doing gimmicks. I appreciate that. You're putting out a quality product. You're putting together a program for people to be part of the family, but you're not like throwing out all the gimmicks that I've seen with some fly-by-night cigar shops yeah, and or you know, companies. And it is. It's, it, it is it is a very difficult, um, you know, I always felt that I want to take away. Cigar shops are very limited to what they could sell, so I've tried to stay away from 
the lighters and cutters and humidors because that's their product lineup. So we've tried to keep it incorporated in the cigar world with not a, not taking away the retailer or our customer's business because I've over all these years in the industry, I couldn't figure out why I'm giving away what that store is trying to sell. So what we're trying to do is create items that are unique, that you could appreciate, that are part of the passion, whether it's, you know, cigar-related, golf-related, hunting-related, anything that's cigar passion that, that the cigar people are into. And, and we're going to be more creative. We're going to come up with some new ideas, and we're, we're trying to reach everybody's little niche of what they love to do. And uh, what, what we take feedback. If anybody has any interest in things that they're looking for, you know, we love to hear it because we, we will make, if it's something right, we want to put it out there. And I agree with you. I, you know, giving away certain giveaways, you get it, you just want to throw the bag out after you <laughs> got to the end of the line. <laughs> right. And what we really want to do is we want to make, you know, we want to make sure that you enjoy it. And it's a keepsake. I, I you know, we thought about, you know, coffee tumblers, but I, I have a feeling most people have a lot of those. So what we want to do is just be a little creative, but give you something that you'll appreciate. And certainly if you can't, you can take home to your wife and say, here, honey, I'm sorry I spent all my money at the cigar shop, but I brought you something home. <laughs> so we, uh, we're we thoughtful on that. We have a lot of uh, ladies that are, are part of our, of our ambassador program. I have done a lot of work over the years with the Women's Cigar Society and the Cigar Babes. And uh, they're part of our group, too, so we well, also have that. I think that's that. a very important sector of the cigar space. Uh, man, if you look on Instagram, that portion of the cigar community is just exploding. And couldn't be happier to have more opinions, more ideas about the cigar industry. And I think it's going to really evolve over the next two or three years into something that we've never thought we'd see before. Oh, absolutely, and I think, you know, if you look at the accessory companies, it's given them opportunity to expand their lines, whether it's colors or designs that fit more of, you know, the female side of, of, of the industry, and accommodating requests for sizes or re- accommodating requests for color. You know, it's really, I love to see it. Nothing is more exciting at our events than when we see the women engaging, and not just coming out with their husband, but actually, you know, firing up and being a part of it it's it's really grown and and it puts a big smile on my face well i interviewed uh emmy lee out in san diego she has a shop called uh, the cigar cave and it's kind of like a speakeasy and she's from romania so it has that whole bohemian feel to it and she is uh i believe she is the first woman to open up a cigar shop in the whole state of california See, I think that's great. And, I, you know, it's surprising to me, but in my years in the industry, especially when you take somebody like Diana Silvis, who owned Up Down Cigar Shop, she was in the industry before any women were, and I look back at it, and I'm like, you know, looking now, I'm thinking, I go through my shops in, in my old territory when I was repping, they were run by women, and a lot of them. And Pioneers. I, and, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's something that, um, it shouldn't be intimidating to anybody, you know. It's it's it's, you know, we've talked about it. I think even in print, we were talking about calling a cigar a masculine. I'm like, it, it's more rich than it is masculine because there is no such thing. I consider it to be a luxury. Absolutely. You know what I mean, and that goes for men and for women. So, sure. Uh, I agree with you. It's not a masculine thing. It's a community, and it's a luxury thing. Not only that, and ladies out there, most guys, it's an upscale item. So. It's a great place to meet uh, somebody that's uh, that's got a uh, good, good opportunity. <laughs> I can tell you, back at our home shop, 
the guys would love for there to be more women come in and smoke cigars. For years, it's been always the, the ladies' night, but what's to offer for the ladies? And now it's cigars. And, and you know, and out of all respect, women, you know, some, the worst thing you could do is walk up to a lady and say, would you like a flavored cigar? Oh, or would worse. you like something mild? And, I, you know, there's a Lake Country Cigars. I, I often refer to it because it's, a, it's one of the best shops I feel in the country. And Mary Lynn, one of the owners, was created a group called the Cigar Babes. And I love it because these women would go store to store, and I'd watch the managers, and they'd be like, would you like a flavor? And I'm like, these ladies know more than anybody working in that shop. Wow. And as they traveled around, you could just see the passion. And uh, so I do. I, I, I've i seen enough of this industry to realize that, that there is definitely a large place for all of us to be a part of it. And it, it is in a man's world. It's, it's for all of us to share together and socialize together and have fun. Well, I noticed. I'm sorry. Sure, go ahead. I was going to say, I noticed that you said the new Vitolas come out February 14th. I see what you did there. So, ladies. Valentine's. There, exactly. <laughs> so, just to piggyback off that, I just wanted to throw that out there in case they missed it. You know, David, you're smarter than me because I, I just put that out because it was the day that was coming out. But oh. that, that's actually, that was what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank <All right>. you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. Oh, no, you're good. All right, well, let's start with uh, Dave here. Dave, can you give us your top three cigars? Well, I'm a little biased because... Uh, I happen to be a huge fan of Sumatra, so our our Grande Bold Sumatra is is my favorite in the pack, and uh, I could do that with a cup of coffee, and I could do it after a big meal. So that cigar is very well rounded for me. Uh, second and third are really tricky. Um, I'm a big fan of the Migdalia, and I'm also a big fan of the Nicaragua that we're smoking now. Uh, so I would probably put those three as, as my tops, but that new Connecticut is smoking uh, like a big boy Connecticut, and I, I, I can't wait for you to try it. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to move up a little bit on my chart. Well, I, I recently, I say recently, within the last few months, <clears throat> started smoking more Connecticut's. Really, I, I kind of started smoking all over the place because, you know, I was stuck in a rut where I was smoking the same Maduro all the time, and... I wouldn't say I got tired of it, but I wanted to open up my palate to a wide range of flavors. So I started smoking a few Connecticut's, and I was shocked at how much I enjoyed them. Well, and I think you have to think about it. If you're eating a big bone-in ribeye, there's a lot of rich, wonderful flavor there. And if you go to a lobster, that's your Connecticut. So I think when you really think about it, I could eat lobster every day, but I I think that uh, that rich, deep flavor, you know, you, it's still it's a... It's a different it's a different viewpoint, but it's it's a great flavor, and that's why I think people need to keep an open mind about it. You know, don't look at the color. You know, just give the closure. Don't look at the band. Just let the cigar do what it's supposed to do, and I think people will find that they'll learn a lot more about what they're looking for uh, when they do it that way. And I agree with you. I think sometimes when I was stuck on Maduros for a while, my palate was just really getting beaten up, and what was happening it was I was starting to not pick up a lot of the, the, the things I love, whether it was food or drink or other cigars. And even the profile of the cigar, it just kind of levels out if you just keep smoking the same cigar all the time. Absolutely. And I do. I think, you know, we want you to mix it up, but we want, we'd love for you to mix it up in the McAuliffe family, but it is, it is nice to break it up a little bit. And again, I think we all, you know, I would say nobody eats the same lunch or dinner every day. And if they do, they're pretty brand loyal. And I think that those are were some great consumers for the companies that are okay. they're, Look it out for it. Oh, absolutely. All right, Mr. Jolly, what would you say your top three right now are? Well, it 
it kind of changes, but you did say right now. Um, I kind of I don't want to piggyback off day, but the Sumatra is probably my go-to right now. Uh, by the way, that one did get number two boutique cigar of the year, uh, 2018 from Cigar and Spirits. Now I think I so, saw the Sumatra last week, and uh, that's the is it box press? Yes, it is. Okay, beautiful looking cigar. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. So, um, and I'm I'm kind of partial to the Grande Bold as well. That's that's kind of my baby. Um, that's what I go to. Um, so that, of course, the Nicaragua, and then from the Coraline, the La Crema. It's probably my, my top three. Uh, what's the La Crema? Well, I think, you know, for, for people that smoke the La Crema, it's a very Cuban-esque cigar. When I say that, a lot of people think full body. The cigar doesn't represent that at all. It's got complexity. And I think what's really nice about that cigar is that if somebody's going to smoke one of our bold lines, um, the depth may be, especially for a newer smoker, somebody just getting the experience, La Crema is a very well-rounded medium body. There's not a lot. The, the spice is very minimal. So I think for people, that first quarter inch, you'll get off of a lot of our bold line, like your typical fuller body. You're not getting that that instant spice and pepper comes at you really softly it stays that way through it but the complexity is there and uh, and for rob i think you know how difficult it is sometimes to explain to consumers the difference between flavor complexity and strength and the cigar is amazingly flavorful but it never gets to a level of that strength and i, and I guess you could consider it like a very smooth scotch versus a, a rye or a whiskey that has a little bit more of that oomph and that's where I think we've been very successful is that, you know, I think people that jumped into it, it could fit a consumer that's new and it could fit a seasoned smoker. So I think it was nice to have a cigar that came into an area where it was pretty well-rounded. And I could still go to that cigar after dinner and enjoy it. And there's a lot of cigars in that, you know, category that just the flavor's gone for me at that point. But, well, for me, a lot of the Sumatra... I enjoy it because it is a complex flavor, but it's not that big kick. And so, you know, I'm not always in the mood for a pepper bomb. So whenever I want to sit back and enjoy a nice, smooth, rich smoke, the Sumatra usually is one of the ones I go to. And then if you like that Sumatra flavor going into the La Crema, you're going to get even a, a, a softer finish to it. Uh, a little bit smoother in terms of, of a level of spice. It's it's really, it's a great cigar that I recommend anybody that thinks they're full body to try because it, it it'll, will open your eyes a little bit and, and you'll see the flavor flavors there. Again, it's not going to knock you down, but you're going to get a lot of going on. You know, sometimes when I look at food and people think of spice and, and flavor, you know, there's a lot of flavor involved without the spice and that's what this cigar does. And that's I think it's important because a lot of people have said to me, you know, I don't like a cigar with a lot of spice. I like it strong. And again, I think in the industry, we understand what that means. Right. But to somebody outside of it, and it would be confusing to me in another industry. Sure. Um, so I, I think that's what's important about it. And that's where I go back to being open-minded. There's some companies out there that make some fuller body Connecticut's. There's some companies that have some toned down fuller body Habanos, uh, whatever the wrapper may be. Uh, but... I think it's important for people to be open-minded and try it. And I always say, listen, if you haven't smoked a cigar, make sure you eat and give it a shot. You know, you'll never, you know, you can put it out and say, I didn't like it, and you learn from it. But if you never know, you, you may lose that experience. And, 
you know, sometimes those fuller body, I'm, I'm guilty of it. In the morning, if I have a fuller body cigar, I feel it. You know, my stomach's just not designed for that. But if you have a full stomach and you give something a chance, I think you're going to realize that there might be some flavors you're missing out on. Oh, absolutely. And I, I really love the Sumatra with, uh, have you tried the uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon? I have not. I'm more of a Scotch guy, but yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Sumatra Buffalo Trace because it has complex flavors, but it's not over the top, which pairs perfectly with a nice smooth bourbon that doesn't have that kick. You know what I mean? So you can kind of get both flavors from sure. the cigar and from the bourbon. Well, I think, and most people that know me would say he's probably smoking it with a Diet Coke or an iced tea. <laughs> um, probably a Diet Coke, they would say. But, you know, for me, with a French Rose coffee, those two come, Sumatra and French Rose coffee are are really special together. So those are two of my favorite things that I, I pair together. I'll and, be trying that tomorrow then. Yeah, and please be honest. Let me know what you think I of it. Do. I think it's a, it's a pretty good experience. Just to piggyback off of what David was saying, as far as the uh, Grande Bowl line, um, the flavors and complexity are amazing. I don't want anybody to go in thinking just because of it being the Grande Bowl that it's going to punch you in the face type cigar. So when you see the Lajero or you see the Maduro, don't be afraid of it because it's it's not going to give you that, you know, that just that, that kick in the face where people are afraid of Maduro or, you know, more fuller well, that, body. That's something that I'd like to talk about real quick with you guys is your line of cigars. The name of the cigar tells the consumer what the cigar is, not, you know, a fancy name that we have no idea what it means. You know, you're not smoking the iguana and wondering what it is. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that. And I, and I, it's a great point. You know, there's some Spanish names that are very difficult to pronounce, and they're beautiful names. And people said to me, Dave, what's with Nicaragua, Sumatra? Those are pretty basic names. Why? And well, if you think about it, it's the element in the cigar you're smoking. Uh, although the Liero has a Sumatra wrapper, you're picking up the Liero. That's the element. And I think for consumers, I go back to the French Rose coffee. I had no idea what coffee I liked. There's Arabic, there's Sumatra. Nicaragua and all great wonderful coffees but each one has their own particular profile a la Maduro has its own you know there's that element of sweetness people don't realize that wrapper's heated up there's a natural sugar that comes out just like when you're barbecuing so that's what you're that's the element that I get out of it and some people may pick it up differently but when you look at the Sumatra the wrappers the on that particular cigar the wrapper will tell you what Sumatra is and as a Maduro, you'll pick up the Maduro flavor in that wrapper now Nicaragua people would say well what does that mean there's no Nicaragua. Well, it is. It's a Nicaragua profile. And in today's market, if you look across the industry, Nicaragua has kind of dominated the Dominican now as the most sought-after U.S. cigar flavor profile. That could change again like everything else does, you know, as we sway with trends, whether it's clothing or food or, or even liquor with flavored whiskeys. Um, the industry has that, that trending too. So what's nice about it is most consumers know they like something in there they're just not sure and certainly we're not experts in this business because it's a never-ending process of learning so i think it's very important to try to give all the direction you can to the consumer to help them because you know if you're looking for a pair of shoes what are they for are they are you looking to run are you looking to walk are you looking to look good and cigars do the same thing are you looking for strength are you looking for sweetness and I think when you learn what that characteristic is that you're picking up in the cigar, that's finally gives you the identity of what you're looking for. 
And I've heard people say to me with the Liero, they're like, Dave, what's is that that bite? Is that 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 hit I'm getting? That's what it is. See, and I we, we if we call it Sumatra, what, what the wrapper is, I would you would get the wrong message. So. Right. Well, I love that you're doing that because I know a lot of new cigar smokers come in and they start smoking cigars. They have no idea what they're smoking. So they have no idea what they like. They have no idea what they don't like. So you're educating them with that name right on the cigar. So I think that's a great idea. Thank you. It's kind of what the wines do. You know, if you know it's a Cabernet, you know it's going to be heavier. You know it's a Chardonnay, you know it's going to be a little. And, uh, and they could call it a white wine. They could call it Pinot. Or, you know, they could call it anything they want. But by defining a little bit for the consumer, it makes the hunt easier. It makes it a little bit more economical as you, as you navigate to try to find that profile you're looking for. And again, my struggle was with coffee, and I wanted to know what that magic flavor was. And nobody would tell you. I would say bold coffee or Joe's special blend. And for me, I'm like, Joe, Joe's not going to tell me. Joe wants to keep that special right. recipe. So I think it's important. And we want people to know what our we, – we, we don't want to hide anything. There's nothing to hide. There's so many great cigar makers in the world. This is nothing. They could figure this out, you know. We just want to make a really great product. We want to make sure it's timed, aged enough, and ready to go to market. And we want to make sure our customers are happy. We want to make sure that every experience is what they were looking for. And if it's not, we want to hear it because we want to fix it. And if there's a... If there's, don't you love negative feedback? I love negative feedback because if I don't get the negative feedback, everybody can pat you on the back and tell you you're doing a great job. But tell me the negative too so that I can fix that. Right. I well, ask all the time, give me the negative feedback about this show so I can fix that. So for, for you guys listening, if I've asked you before, if you want to give us feedback, we love it. If you love the show, we'd love to hear that. But if there's something wrong with it, definitely we'd love to hear that too. Absolutely, and even our sizes, you know, when I first came on board, we have, again, we have a Churchill and a Torpedo in the line, and first thing I'm hearing is, Dave, you got a Robusto? You got a Toro? You got a 6x60? I heard that enough. I think everybody in the company heard it enough to react, and we did, and not only did we react, we reacted quickly, because we want to we get to market to our people and make them happy, and that's what's important, is, is this is accommodations, you know, where we... It's funny, we've been working on some Lanceros, and the problem is, is the industry loves Lanceros, but the sales don't. And coming from a sales background and seeing the history, would I smoke a Lancero? Absolutely, it would be one of my first choices. But when you go to market with a Lancero, it doesn't do the same thing. And I think when Rocky, when I was with him, was smart enough to come out with a whole Lancero line of all of his stuff. And we got it on the shelves, smoked wonderful, but the consumer just doesn't. The average consumer doesn't appreciate it. The average consumer doesn't appreciate a Lancero, and here's the reason why from our perspective. Man, that's a small cigar for that much money. I can get this big cigar for way less money, and so it takes educating for right. someone to pick a Lancero over a Toro or a Robusto, and so I think that's probably why it falls into that category because i see a lot of lanceros and i enjoy a good lancero myself but for your new cigar smoker or your average cigar smoker i think that's the thought process that goes through our minds it's the oh. whole less is more exactly concept uh, i mean Mac- mcdonald's has done a heck of a job advertising look at what you can get for this amount of money right 
No, it's true, and I think you know we're also a lot of meat and potato people in the business. Oh, absolutely. And I think what happens is we're trying to more and more out of it, and, and I think you get more and more flavor out of it. And I think the people that experience it learn that, and uh, we're open minded to it. We we have one that is Al's special cigar that we we are making, and, and you know we share it amongst the people that enjoy it. So if there's people outside the industry that enjoy it, we, we will make it happen. We just want to make sure we accommodate the people, and that's. You know, there's a lot of different flavors and sizes, but if there's something that people are looking for and we can create it, you know, I, I think we're all for it. And I, I'm a petite Corona smoker. Uh, I like smaller cigars, obviously time constraints, and then living in Chicago for such a long time with nowhere to smoke except for my garage. You know, you, you've got that little window of time. So I think it's important for everybody to experience all the cigars to, to, to realize the wrapper ratio difference and a, and, and a bigger gauge cigar. Uh, you know, some people like the bigger cigars. One, they think it's a better value, but larger cigars have a tendency to draw a little bit easier. So for some of the newer cigar smokers, they like that and, and they feel that that's part of what they're getting out of it. So I think it's good to experience all different types, sizes, and shapes to find out where you're at. I think, you know, there's always a time and place for the little dog walker. I think there's a time and place for the torpedo, uh, depending on how much draw you want and and, and what you're doing so i do i think it's important for everybody to just try to experience the different sizes and flavors and profiles so that they can you know find the right pair of shoes so to speak that, oh absolutely are... i want to bring up one more thing before we go you were talking about your ranch earlier and uh tell us about that so al has this wonderful ranch in alpine texas it's the cf ranch and uh it's it's a trophy wonderland for those that hunt uh, what our plans are down the road is, uh, if my dreams come true, what we'd like to do is create a place to go. You know, we've all done the factory tours. We've all spent time watching it. So what we were thinking of doing, and it's something that we really would like to, to put into place, is to take some of our ambassadors and retailers to the ranch, you know, experience not necessarily the hunting side of it, but the beauty of it, uh, some photography, uh, safaris, some Horseback riding, campfire yeah. cigars. You got it. I mean, I think you know. Here's here's my uh, my ultimate uh, view is we get in Friday night, we have a barbecue, smoke cigars, just relax, you know, by the fire. You know, Saturday have the experience of rolling some cigars. We'll have we'll have that out there. If you like to horseback ride, you could do that. There's so much beautiful land to explore, and then just to learn about cigars and have a chance to roll them out there. And then that evening, the plan is to go to uh, Riata, which is one of Al's restaurants, which is phenomenal. Have dinner there that night, go back and, and, and have some fun finishing cigars and, and some fun stories. And then have a cowboy-style breakfast on Sunday in the outside with the fire going. I think that cigars. sounds amazing. And it's funny that you're telling us about that because something that I was thinking about a few weeks ago was there should be a travel agent that puts together cigar vacations. I love it. I think it would be great. I know there's some that do Cuban tours. Sure. Uh, which I think are spectacular. Um, but I think it would be, you know, again, I think for us, so many of the geeks and people in the industry have taken the consumers and retailers down to the factories and experienced that. And I think there's other ways when you go to like a CI festival and see a different way of, of hanging out for the weekend. This is similar to that type of thing, but it's still going to be educational and it's going to be an experience that you it's part of the bucket list. 
And it's funny, as as a, as a old man from Chicago, I think we all have a little bit of a cowboy in us. He's not old. <laughs> well, thank you. But I do feel that we all do have a piece of, of a little cowboy in us, and I think it would be a great opportunity to go horseback riding. We would we would have shooting available with, with qualified instructors to give people an opportunity to shoot, an opportunity to see uh, some trophy game. Uh, the land is it's, it's God's country, and... That's something we uh, we are going to have, and it's going to be available for down the road for our our. That sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you, thank I, you. That that really piques my interest when you mentioned that earlier. So I want to make sure we brought that up. No, and thank you for letting us get that in there. And I think it's something that you'll see, uh, hopefully in the in the very near future. So if uh, the listeners want to find out more about McAuliffe Cigars, uh, tell us how they would do that. You, I know you have a website, and then you're on uh, Instagram. Oh sure, yeah. Well, we uh, and David's a little bit better with the social media side. I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I just use that as a business platform for the time frame I have. Uh, but David can tell you a little bit social media wise. We're 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 out there. But David, help yes, me. yeah. So uh, thanks, Dave. We're um, on all platforms of social media: uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at McCallop Cigars. So just look up McAuliffe Cigars. Um, and of course, the website, you can go to the website. Um, if you email us through the website, and, and like Dave was saying earlier, we're very personable. Everything that comes through the website, anything that comes through social media, it all comes directly to me, and I communicate with the customers one-on-one. First okay. name basis type thing. It's not going to be an automated email. Everything is straight from scratch. I know? love that because I'm real big on social media, and I get a lot of emails that are just you know the bot sending you emails exactly and those immediately go to the delete folder right yeah we we pride ourselves on taking time to get to know each customer get to know their profiles get to know their birthdays get to know what they like where they shop and make sure that we have that interaction that personal interaction with the customer well i think social media gives us the opportunity to get to know for me it just helps me get to know the listeners it's not just uh hey i appreciate you listening i get to hear some amazing stories i get to learn about where these guys live what shops they go to Mm -hmm. what they're smoking and so to me the social media platform is what makes it this whole entity work as far as a talk show because it's not just me having a show for them i get to learn about them and there's some amazing guys out there sure no and that's that's a great point and that's you know we you know Social media-wise, we've we're really starting a developmental point, and I think we're getting you know we're starting to 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 really get the expansion and and the name that's that's getting recognized. And I think what's important is you know for people that don't want to be bogged down by that, if you want to go to our website and look under the ambassador program, you're welcome to hit the I want to be ambassador button and sign your name. The more information we have about you, the better we can reward you. And the more we can, we're not going to drive you crazy. We're not going to, we're not going to take your day up, but you're going to get surprises in the mail because we don't want to take your time up. We just want to let you know we're thinking about you. And, and we've had uh, ten people last week that said, "What do I? Why did I get this?" Well, that's because you're part of the family. And we, if you give us your birth dates, we're going to try to accommodate those days for you. If there's a coin number that you have that you like and we have it, we'll try to. Dave, my birthday's it. coming up next month. Oh boy, we'll spill it one day. We got a present for you. March eleventh. Mine's the sixteenth. So All right. Hello, Pisces. Yeah, my uh, so happy my birthday. my uh, one of my best friends is March tenth, and mine's March eleventh. He turns fifty one. I'll be turning fifty. Oh, nice, awesome, so, big five zero. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And one more thing we can do for you, Rob, is I think because we appreciate you and the industry and the people, 
is that if anybody goes to the website or anybody enjoy, joins the ambassador program, whatever venue they decide or a channel they take, if they mention Cigar Talk and you, we're going to send them a surprise. And I guarantee it'll be something that they'll enjoy. And uh, we'll make well, We that. really appreciate that, Dave. Uh, you guys definitely go by their website and uh, let them know that you heard it on Cigar Talk and they're going to take care of you. And that's the thing I love about this company. And that's one of the reasons I was so excited to come down here and talk to you guys. And so thank you so much for having us. Oh, it's thank our you. pleasure. You know, we've got a little community. Uh, it's small, but it's strong. And we want to keep that fraternity. And we want to look out for each other, you know, and, and enjoy it and, and share that. And that's what it's all about. So we thank you for taking the time to come out here and spend the time with us. And, and we hope you enjoy the cigars. And, and we Well, I've enjoyed this one thoroughly. Awesome. Great. To Very good thank cigar. You, you guys thank definitely you. check them out. I highly recommend them. You guys know that I don't recommend something if I don't like it. I've had a lot of cigars sent to me because I do the show and I'll smoke it. I'll give positive or negative feedback to the people who sent it to me. And if I enjoy it, I'll give great feedback. And if not, I just let the people know that sent it to me that I'll give them honest feedback. So I don't promote anything that I don't love. And we appreciate that. And and thank you for everything. And I do really believe that given a chance, I think there's definitely something in our lineup for everyone. And uh, I always tell everybody, uh, be open-minded, even on price, uh, just to, to find that special cigar it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to be a certain color just give it a shot be open-minded and and i think you'll find uh, a very special treasure all right anything else you want to add to the show today jolly oh not necessarily just wanted to thank you for coming out and giving us the opportunity to be on the show and and share a cigar with you we appreciate it you guys have been gracious hosts you've given me a great cigar and i have to apologize to the both of you because i was late i had some car issues this morning so uh, i'm your regular joe guy and the car stuff happens to me just like it would all the other normal joe guys out there so i appreciate your hospitality and how understanding you were this morning and just opening up your facility for me to come in and do the show and uh, we thank you very much you're welcome. welcome anytime All right, guys. Thank you. Welcome to Cigar Talk. Uh, Who do we have calling in? Ramon Torres, um, stationed out in 29 Palms, California, with 7th Marines. Oh, Marines, man. Nice. Uh, We appreciate your service. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. So uh, what what do you have a question for us tonight there, Ramon? Just wondering, um, what what's your um, take on cigars as of lately, as of like the culture? Um, you know, because I noticed the whole vape, right? Everyone's vaping, you know. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's just taking the world by surprise. Look, now I want to say surprise, but everyone has a vape, you know. And and I always, um, well, I didn't I didn't grow up on cigars, but I uh, I, I grew up with a lot of in high school, there was a cigar shop down the road, and uh, cigar cigars was like the thing in my high school, and that's how I got into it. Um, and you know, I came to California, and not one cigar shop around me. I mean, I have to drive uh, to another city to even get to a cigar shop, so I have to order mine online. But what's your take on like the culture and how's it how's it going? Well, let, first, let me ask you, what part of California are you in? Uh, 29 Palms, it's um, it's really out in the desert. Um, How far are you from San Diego? 
San Diego, about two, two and a half hours, three hours. Okay. Well, let me just give you a, a great place to go and relax and have a cigar. It's called the uh, Cigar Cave, and the owner is Emmy Lee. She is uh, from Romania, and they do a really cool laid-back shop. I mean, it's like a speakeasy. It's a nice lounge. You can get a drink there, and they're just doing a great job. So if you make it over there, make sure you tell Emmy that uh, Cigar Talk told you about it because it's a really cool place. Oh, for sure. Cigar Cave. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, Cigar Cave. Can't miss it. Uh, they're on Instagram, and they are also on Facebook. So talking about the vape, you know, I, I've never vaped before. Uh, it's It definitely does not appeal to me. Uh, I'm more of a uh, cigar purist. I also smoke some uh, pipe tobacco from time to time. And the whole vape thing just doesn't really appear, appeal to me. And I would say that probably the biggest difference is, one, you know, I, th I think we're a long way away from knowing what the health effects are on vaping. Uh, I don't think they've been tested thoroughly. Uh, but regardless if it's healthy for you or not, it's still not my thing. Uh, it's, you know, when you're in the culture of cigars, you think about the people down in Nicaragua and Honduras and, uh, Dominican Republic. And the thing about it is you think about those people down there working to produce a product that we all enjoy. And that's part of the, the romantic part of cigars is that they are down there planting, they're down there growing the tobacco and then they take it to uh, from the fields to the uh the farmhouse and they ferment it and then they roll it and i mean it's a labor of love to bring us these uh luxury items that we get to enjoy and so i mean when it comes to vaping uh you first of all you don't know what you're vaping it's, it's some kind of a juice or liquid and so i mean there's not much uh uh, there's not much romance in knowing that I'm just basically puffing on some kind of chemical and it's a water vapor and you know so that really doesn't appeal to me and I'm sure it's probably a lot bigger in uh, California than it is say here in Texas because out in California they have such uh, big restrictions on smoking any kind of tobacco products but for us here in Texas uh, I definitely have seen uh, the uh, vape scene come on but then the second part of the uh, vape versus cigars for me anyway is the community of the people i don't think that and i could be wrong because i'm not part of that community but as far as the cigar and uh, pipe uh, tobacco community it's a very open welcoming community that you can go in and not know anyone and sit back and enjoy a cigar with someone and just get to know that person to where i don't think that the vape community has that it's more of just a uh uh let's see what would i say it's i think i see vaping as an alternative to cigarette smoking so you know the cigarette smoking community really doesn't have much in common with cigars and pipe tobacco it's more of a habit uh it's a habit forming uh form of tobacco it's nothing like the cigar community so in my opinion that's the difference between vaping and the cigar community is that it's really just a substitution for cigarettes versus a community 
of uh, the cigars and pipe tobacco smokers where we actually have a brother of the leaf, sister of the leaf. And so that would be my answer to that question would be just the big difference in the culture and the manufacturing of the products. Yeah, no, for sure. So it definitely is. Yeah, go ahead. So you're stationed out in California. Where are you originally from, Ramon? Uh, Houston, Texas. Oh, well, very good, man. I'm in Texas as well, and I used to live down in Houston. There's a guy, there's a lot of great brothers and sisters of the Leaf down there. I've been to a few shops down there in the last couple of years, and uh, I always like to go back down there. It's, it's not my original home, but I have a lot of friends and uh, that I love hanging out with down there, so it definitely uh, is like going home just to see uh, some really good friends, and I love going to some of the different shops. So, so tell yeah. me about uh, what what's uh, what's a couple of cigars that you're enjoying uh, at this time. Right now, I'm actually smoking a, uh, a let's see here, Belmore Maduro. Okay, I haven't actually heard of that cigar, so tell me about it. Yeah, so it's a, just a Dominican Republic. Um, honestly, I don't know much about it. Like, see, because I had to, I ordered these online, so I just ordered a sample pack. <clears throat> oh, okay, um, I had a. Yeah, I had a Camacho come in with a Connecticut rapper, a Sons of Anarchy, which, by the way, awesome show. Um, and then um, it's just a Belmar Maduro, uh, Dominican Republic. Uh, the draw is great. I love it. It burns so slow. The taste is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to put that on my list to try. I hadn't heard of those, but there's so many cigars. Uh, it's like an endless journey. And uh, I definitely love cigars from Dominican Republic. They have some uh, great profiles. Uh, I think you get a lot of uh, good, well, depending on what you're smoking, but I smoke a lot of uh, uh, Maduros and uh, the uh, Sumatras. A lot of great earthy, leathery flavors out of Dominican Republic. It definitely uh, some of my favorite cigars come from there. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It, it's It's great. So... I talked to you a few days ago uh, on Instagram, and you were telling me that you were wanting to, uh, once you get out of the service, to open up your own shop and uh, something about the uh, 22 or 29 cigars. Refresh my memory on that. Yeah, so <clears throat> me and my wife were recently talking about this and how, you know, so 22 military service members commit suicide every single day. Um, and it's just, it's, one too many i mean not no one should be committing suicide to begin with but let alone members uh, service members and there's actually a foundation a non-profit foundation called mission 22 which you can donate you can um, just get with them and they help med- uh, veterans uh, find help um so when someone gets out the service see when you're in the service you have brothers next to you every single day you work with them every single day you see them every day and i've had friends get out and so they go home and they don't have their friends, you know, they wake up and they go to work and it's as if um, they don't have a calling anymore. And, you know, I, we can all agree that every man needs a calling. You know, a father would, would say that his calling is making sure there's uh, the bills are paid and there's food on the table, uh, roof over the head. And so um, a service member, you know, I wake up every day just taking orders. You know, uh, sometimes we have to we have a, we're actually going to go to Alaska soon. Um, that's so hopefully that that works out just do some cold weather training and things like that so when they get out they have um depression and i believe that that's that's one of the main reasons they uh, veterans commit suicide is they they get out 
and they don't have the brothers. They just don't have that camaraderie. They don't have those friends. And we can all agree that smoking cigars brings people together. Um, I did. I started an Instagram called 29 Cigars, 29 Cigars. And I want to get the word out that, you know, uh, 22 veterans do commit suicide every single day. It's a fact. And that that needs to stop. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, brother. I, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the uh, video from Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, I think it's the Wrong Side of Heaven video. And they oh, yeah. tell about the servicemen and how so many are homeless and so many are committing suicide and they're not getting the help that they need. So I think you're doing a great thing. And I, I think you've got a great idea of a cigar shop that can help sponsor that program because none of our servicemen should go without the help that they need. Yep, for sure. And that's, that's, you know, obviously um, I would love to have my own business, but it's not without helping someone else. Um, and just to think about, I have buddies that are getting out and they go home and they're like, hey, they're across the whole country. And I'm like, hey, brother, like, I wish I can go visit you. But, <laughs> you know, you're across the country and I, I just can't leave right now. Yeah, that's tough, man. Well, i tell you what, uh, you definitely want to stay in contact with those guys, even if it's on uh, Instant Messenger or even Instagram. I mean, any any support and communication that you can have with them is definitely something to uh, stay in contact and keep them uplifted and just let them know that they're appreciated and loved. And, you know, you don't want to let anyone just be alone and feel like they're forgotten for what they've done. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I love them all. All right, man. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us tonight, and I hope you'll listen to the show. And if you have any advice for us, uh, we'd love to hear it. If there's anything that you'd like to see us add to the show, definitely let us know. We're all about improving each week, and uh, we do this show for you guys, man. So I hope you enjoy it, and I hope to hear from you again, Ramon. Oh, thank you, sir. No, thank you for having me, and thank you just uh, for taking the time to actually even talk to me. Uh, it's it's much obliged thank you so much hey man well i hope you enjoy your cigar and uh for all of us listeners and uh doing this show we just want to let you know that we really do appreciate your service uh, and i know a lot of people say that but we really do mean it so uh thank you again and uh for everything that you do brother no thank you sir i appreciate it and, and y'all have a good night enjoy your cigar all right man take care of yourself keep smoking brother <laughs> hello hey is this the pipe fool hey it is how, how you, doing, you doing man rob? this is rob Pretty from good. cigar talk man it's it's great to finally talk to you we've talked uh, back and forth on twitter and instagram and uh just want to tell you man we appreciate the support that you've given the show and you've just been so helpful in so many different ways uh i know the listeners haven't uh, been able to witness this but you've uh, been a big support and you've helped us in a lot of ways and i appreciate that man Hey, it's my pleasure, and uh, I just uh, really value what you're doing. I uh, love your energy. Uh, just love the direction you're going with uh, getting involved in the community and in the uh, the shops that we all love and hold well, so dear to it's us. It's just a great community, isn't it? Oh, man, you just, there's nothing better. 
Nothing uh, better. And you know, that's why I started this in the very beginning because hanging out in some different cigar shops and meeting the great people. And at first, I don't know if you know this, but this originally started by me going around and doing reviews on cigar shops on Facebook. I had a Facebook page called Rob Cigar Stops. And so okay. I'd go to different shops and I'd rate them and review them and you know, after like four or five shops, I fell in love with all the people that I met. And I was like, you know what? I want to do a podcast so that the people can have the same experience that I have getting to meet all these wonderful people. So that's how it kind of evolved into what it is now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've never gone into a uh, cigar shop or any pipe and tobacco shop and I met a stranger. Uh, you know, you stay there long enough and everybody not only becomes friends, but you become family. Well, you know, the other thing is if you stay long enough, it's really hard to leave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, I, My, you know, sometimes they're kicking me out because it's closing time. Right. Yeah. My wife likes to uh, go shopping close to the, the brick and mortar that I uh, spend most of my time in, and she always drops me off, and she'll stick her head in the door and say, okay, here he is, uh, you babysitting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so every time I see your posting photos, uh, you have a different pipe, and I so far, man, I haven't seen one that I didn't want to have for myself. Where, where do you get these <laughs> awesome pipes at? <laughs> well, there's a couple places. Uh, my The new pipes that I get, I... Uh, I collect uh, Boswell pipes from okay. uh, J.M. Boswell. Uh, they have a store in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and then they have one over, uh, for those that are familiar with Pennsylvania, over near Race Towns Lake. And, uh, and where are you actually from? I I live in western Maryland, a little town called Lona County. Okay. It's a little old coal mining town. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, my dad was actually born and raised in that area and moved away. And uh, when we, uh, I met my wife, uh, she was from another town over from Monaconi. And so uh, that's where we ended up settling back. <laughs> Very nice, man. That's great to return home. Oh, yeah. And it, it's nice because I'm about uh, two and a half hours from uh, Pittsburgh, D.C. and uh, Washington. Oh, so, so you're kind of right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, uh, it's pretty nice. So who do you root for when it comes to football? Uh, the winning team. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I've always been a Redskins fan, uh, but then I'm always one of those, I'm a hometown kind of guy. Very nice. If, if the Ravens are playing, you know, I'm rooting for them. If the Steelers are playing, I'm rooting for them. As long as nobody's playing the Redskins. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, so we might have to well, sit on the opposite sides of the field during game day. But after the game's over, let's sit together and have a smoke. There you go. There you go. Now, you know what's funny is uh, I've only been to three Cowboy games, and uh, one of them was on a Sunday afternoon, and then both of the other games were on a Monday night game. And my luck – all three of those games were against the Redskins. And do you know, all three of those games, I walked out of there the loser. <laughs> well, that doesn't happen often. No, it's, I, it's I been a few though, years. It's been a few years. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a Redskins fan from the from the 80s, back when we were in our glory. So, <laughs> Oh, you're <laughs> a John Riggins fan. 
That's right. Well, you know, you remember, I don't know if you remember this game, but it was a Monday night game, and we were beating the Redskins 13 to nothing. It was four minutes and 20 seconds, six seconds left on the clock, and Mark Brunel threw two bomb touchdowns back-to-back and beat us 14 to 13. Oh, yeah. So that's enough about football. I'm 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 a cowboy fan, but I'm not really a big sports fan. I'm I'm I I enjoy it whenever it's uh, rivalry games, but that's really just you know that's about as far as I go. I'm not a raw raw guy, and I'm not a big uh, supporter of it. I just enjoy it from time to time. Uh, I'm about the same way. Yeah, my my main passion is really the cigar community and just being a part of it and getting to meet so many wonderful people. And I I was talking to a friend last night, and I told him, you know, I think it's probably the best brotherhood that I've ever been a part of. And, you know, I've made some really good friends throughout the years in different groupings and organizations, but the cigar community has just really shown how they open their arms up and they show you love and they're always there for you and you can't wait to be a part of that. So that's that's really where I'm at now and I, I just can't get over how much I enjoy this whole cigar community just day in and day out. Absolutely. You know, I couldn't agree more. I say the same thing with uh, pipes and cigars. It's the, I call it the great equalizer. It uh, doesn't matter your gender. doesn't matter your profession, your race. It, it brings everybody together. And in that moment, you're just you're, you're enjoying the company of, of the person that's there with you. You're enjoying that, uh, that tobacco that uh, absolutely. you're and, fortunate and, enough to, to be partaking in. Absolutely. And the thing about it is, I, I've often thought, can you imagine if our politicians became part of the cigar community, how well things would get done in this country? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not thinking that'll ever happen, but I was like, can you imagine how well we work together if you were to extend that to our politicians and they would just open up and work together and get things done for the love of the people? So that's a big pipe dream, I know. Speaking of pipe dreams, let's talk a little bit more about your pipes. Uh, that one pipe that I saw today, did it have like a cover over the bowl? No, what that was is that was um, actually some rustication around the uh, the uh, rim of the bowl. Oh wow! And how does that happen? Uh, and what they did it was a, it was a it's a, a dimpling technique. I'm not sure what tool he uses to to create that, um, but it was a nice straight grain pipe. And then right around the the top edge, he just went and did a little bit of a dimpling just to to give it some texture and some depth. Well, it's definitely um, a beautiful piece, man. It really is. I appreciate that. They uh, they put up new pipes every Monday, and they have their website. But uh, when I collect my new pipes, I always get get Boswell's pipes. But then, um, so how bad? How, my, how bad is your addiction? How many pipes do you have? Um, well, it was 150 at the last count. <laughs> so here's my question to you. Do but you I, have more pipes or do you have more hats? Uh, I'd say it's probably a draw. <laughs> 
Well, I tell you, if you guys uh, haven't seen Pipeful, look him up on uh, Instagram because he has the coolest pipes, but he also has the coolest uh, hats, and they go perfectly with his really cool beard. <laughs> so definitely check him out if you can. So, all right, man. Well, do you have any questions for me or the show, or do you have any recommendations? What do you have for me tonight? Yeah, I do have a question for you. Okay. Uh when it comes to my pipe tobacco, because I've had that for forever, you know, when it comes to stuff that I smoke every day, I have pounds of it because it's pretty cheap. And I've only been into cigars pretty in-depth for the last three or four years. And I'm trying to find some new, what I'll call a, a budget cigar. Um, well, I've definitely got some choices because I, I smoke a lot of cigars. So, you know, when you're smoking... I, I hate to even say this out loud, but when you smoke five to seven, eight cigars a day, you don't smoke a Padron every time. So I definitely have a list of budget cigars because uh, you want to find some really good cigars. And I trust me, there are some really good cigars in that six dollar uh, price range. And I don't know if you've heard of the Lagara. Ah, let me say that again. The Lagara. Uh, it's probably about six bucks and it's, man, every time, every time I've smoked one, it's been a great draw, a great flavor profile. And, uh, they come, I believe I want to say they're in the Connecticut and the Maduro. And okay. I've enjoyed, enjoyed both of those. I'll, uh, send you a message on those. Uh, so you'll know exactly what they are. Cause, uh, I don't know if I'm saying the name right, but it's spelled L-A, and then it's G-A-L-E-R-A, uh, Galera. Okay. That's a really great budget smoke. Uh, of course, everybody knows uh, pretty much the Brick House. I don't know if you've tried that one, but that's a great budget stick. It's a yep, nine- I've had a couple of those. Yeah, and for the price, uh, I think it's one of the best cigars out there. I uh, haven't ever smoked a bad one and at that price point you know I've, I've smoked cigars that were in the ten dollar price point and they tunnel burned or they wouldn't stay lit or the draw was bad so when you get a cigar in that six dollar price point that you've never had a bad cigar I'd, I'd say that's pretty rock solid absolutely and then uh i was at uh mccallough's uh, excuse me uh the McAuliffe cigar uh, headquarters today and they were showing me some cigars that look fantastic and he told me they were in the four dollar price range so i'll definitely put those up on my website i don't know if you've been to the website yet but i'm gonna have a separate page you know what that's a great idea you just gave me a great idea i'm gonna post a page that's just for budget cigars and i'll try to add to the list every week how's that sound Oh, that sounds great. I'd really appreciate that. And I know there's a lot of other people that would uh, uh, find that very, very helpful. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, man. So, see there, you've already added some value to the show, and that's exactly why I love doing this show is because you guys are the ones who gives me all these great ideas. Yeah, I uh, certainly appreciate it. That uh, You speaking of, of McAllister's today, 
Uh, that was a, a great live feed. That was uh, neat getting to go along with you and get oh, a tour. Oh, man, let me tell you, those are great guys. I uh, I am a huge fan. I'll tell you that I smoked my first McAuliffe cigar just uh, two days ago, and I was very impressed with it. I smoked it just because I had the interview set up, and I was like, you know what? I, need, I should probably smoke one of their cigars before I go talk to them. And it was mm. super. I mean, it was a fantastic cigar. And then... I showed up there today and uh they opened me they opened up with open arms and just we had a, a uh, probably about a 45 minute to an hour interview with the vice president and one of their cigar reps and talk about somebody who has knowledge uh Dave uh Lampert is the VP and he's been in the business for about 27 years and uh he actually used to work with uh, rocky patel and a few others that you would know and talk about a humble just caring loving man that just gives back to the community i, I was thoroughly impressed and uh you definitely want to check out their ambassador program uh it's a really cool idea that they have that if you join their uh, ambassador program it actually gives back to the community that is in support of their cigars. And I don't know anybody else that's doing that. So hats off to them to actually want to give back to the community that supports them. Yeah, absolutely. And that was actually the first that I'd heard of. And, uh, you know, there again, that's another reason why I, I love your show and what you're doing, because you're, uh, you're letting me see things that, that either aren't in my area yet or that just, you know, being still new into cigars uh, that I just haven't seen yet. Well, we, we try to bring you some new content each week. And, you know, it's uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of a trial and error uh, uh, as we go forward. And, you know, I, I like to see what's working I, and anything that's not working. I'd love for people to point out. And we try to go a little bit different direction. So uh, I love feedback. I ask for feedback all the time because that's the only way that we can get better. Because, you know, the show's not for me. It's for you guys. So I love getting feedback. And I'm actually, I love that we talk tonight because I'm going to add that budget cigar uh, page to my website. And you'll be able to go on there. And I'll, add, I'll probably add two or three uh, by tomorrow. And then we'll try to add a new one each week. Sounds great. Hey, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. And as always, we appreciate your support. And if you ever need uh, anything, just reach out to us. We're happy to be a part of the community with you guys. And uh, much love and uh, uh, to power to the uh, brother of the leaf and the sister of the leaf, man. Absolutely. And the same goes to you, brother. All right, man. Take care and have a great weekend. Uh, you too. Bye. Hey guys, it's time for Cigar of the Week. I'm going with the McAuliffe Sumatra. It's a wonderful smoke, let me tell you. It starts off with an earthy, leathery profile. Then you can definitely taste some cedar. And it's just a rich, smooth smoke. I love the draw. The construction's fabulous. I'm actually smoking one right now. And so that's our Cigar of the Week. Check them out. Uh, go by their website. Let them know that you heard about the Ambassador Program from Cigar Talk. If you'll send them a message and let them know, uh, they'll definitely hook you up. 
Uh, I promise you these guys take care of the people who support them. They're not just about taking. They're also about giving back. They give out some awesome swag. In fact, they gave me some swag while I was there. And you know I do this show for you guys, so I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to pass it on to you. Dave gave me a beautiful our black leather travel humidor it has their seal stamped on the outside it holds four cigars has a spot for your lighter another spot for your cutter anyway it's super nice i'd like to keep it but i'm not going to do that to you guys i'm gonna let one of you lucky listeners have it so anyway go by our instagram account at cigar talk podcast and you can check out the live video they gave us a tour of the facility and it is amazing talk about an amazing family you guys go by there and give them some love and welcome them to our family and so anyway our lucky listener this week is going to be here it goes landy price landy i'll send you an email get your address from you and get this sent out on monday and i guess uh next week we got a big show coming up so definitely tune in until then stay smoking my friends